Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we're going to help you find the next Spencer Strider in round six. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Fantasy Baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below it subscribes to the channel and gives you a new gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and lastly but most importantly guys join us on the subtext platform uh if you're just getting back into fantasy baseball and you join us on subtext matt and i already have all of our rankings out on there we're going to throw tier-based rankings into our you know regular rankings already within the next maybe month or so uh, we have an update coming out probably today. As you're listening to this, the update might already be out there with our rankings. Maybe next couple of days, we're going to have bust breakout sleepers. You're going to have uh, text messages, alerts right to your phone. So you're going to be the first to get all of these notifications. And if you have keeper or dynasty questions, that's the spot to find us to ask us those questions. But guys, real quick, before we get into today's episode, uh, it, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. And today, we have a good one for you guys. We have an excellent episode. We're talking about round six. And the reason why I talk about round six is there's about seven to nine pitchers starting pitchers that we would probably draft as and feel comfortable with you know walking away with one or two of them and we're pissed that they're all in one round and there's a few that we'd even feel comfortable walking away as our sp1 so you know we'll go through it obviously there's going to be ebbs and flows of adp as we get closer to draft season and whatnot but Currently today, if you're drafting today, this is a great review of who you can possibly scoop up in round six and, you know, take advantage of ADP and take advantage of, you know, the earlier bats that you could scoop up and still walk away with an SP1 in our opinion. So let's get into it. Let's talk about our first pitcher here. Let's talk about Framer Beldez. Um, My dude had an all right season, was nothing like 2022. In terms of, yeah, my guy did not have a sub-3 ERA. He ended up finishing with a 3.45 ERA, which still isn't bad, don't get me wrong, by any means. Pitched 198 innings, had 200 strikeouts, and had a whip of 1-1-2. It was a great season. It just wasn't 2022. It wasn't 2021 either, where he had a, you know, a low-3 ERA. You know, it kind of climbed this year, but I foresee him, you know, returning to that, like, you know, mid 20s like three two five era next year i think is well in the room 
our realm of possibilities. He's not one of the guys I'm thinking of when it comes to, you know, my pitcher one, but like he's not too far off right now. I have Framer Valdez is 23, which is more of like, you know, a, a low end pitcher two. But you know what? He's coming off the board right now as let's see here. Framer Valdez come aboard at pick 50, uh, 63. So, you know, he's your pitcher two and a solid SP two at that point. Um, obviously the guys below him is guys I'm going to target. It's probably about like two or three. I'll, I'll be like, okay, there might be SP one. I'm chilling. I'm smiling actually. And, but Framer Valdez is solid, solid pick in this round. And the cluster is just outrageous. And if you join us on subtext, we'll even shoot you out the rankings. Yeah, Matt, we're we're pretty much on the same boat here when it comes to this nice little cluster of you know pitchers that are currently going off the board. Um, according to NFB ADP, uh, AD, NFBC ADP, that's a that's a mouthful. Um, this little cluster that's going off the board, round six. I want at least one of these guys, right? I I, I need to walk away with at least one of these starting pitchers. They're a bunch of great names. Framber Valdez, as Matt mentioned, is up first. Uh. And Matt, you broke him down really well. Uh, he's kind of just a reliable guy, right? Uh, if if you if you went super risky, if you went with like a Tyler Glass now as your SP one, and then you're look you're looking to tap back in with a you know an SP two, I think a Valdez is your guy. You know he's going to throw a lot of innings. He's done it the last two seasons consistently. Goes deep into games, gets you a lot of quality starts. Uh, isn't a strikeout maestro, but you know, he's right, always hovering right around that K per nine, and the whip is just decent, uh, not blowing you away, but definitely a rotation stabilizer that is a uh, frame of Valdez. But let's move on to one of my more of my favorite targets, and I think the asking price couldn't be any better. Uh, the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner. Let's talk about Blake Snell. Uh, I think Blake Snell's getting a lot of disrespect. He's coming off the board, um, you know, once again, pretty much tied with Fran Valdez going off the board at pick 63, almost pick 64 for Blake Snell. And if we're getting him in round six, uh, and this is a guy I potentially could maybe get as your SP2, I'm loving it. My uh, Matt and I's rankings are more geared towards Roto and, you know, head-to-head categories leagues. I have Blake Snell as my, um, oh, well, as I'm, Actually, looking at my rankings from last year, Matt and I were having a little discussion off air. But I have Blake Snell as my SP6, right? So I think if you can get Blake Snell as your SP2 this year, you're winning in every single category. Maybe in points leagues, that's going to differ a little bit. Maybe his landing spot is going to make Blake Snell differ a little bit. But this guy is just a strikeout machine. The control even looked a little bit better down the stretch. So, you know, if you're going to get a Blake Snell that's going to get you an under 1-2 whip, with uh, m- massive uh, strikeouts, 180 innings last year, 234 strikeouts. I don't think the ERA is going to live, uh, you know, under three. But if it's a low threes ERA, even if Blake Snell goes up a whole run, even if he goes up to where his FIP is, you know, uh, once again, fielding independent pitching ERA indicator, a 3-4-4. Even if you get Blake Snell, 3-4-4 ERA, 180 innings, 234 strikeouts, and a 1-1-9 whip, a 1-1-8 whip, excuse me. You're still making out as your SP2 with Blake Snell, and we know the upside. We saw it this past season. I think Blake Snell can can put up very, very similar numbers to what he did this year, except the ERA will probably come up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously his his ERA is unsustainable, but 
I mean, I still think he has a low ERA, like you said. I think even lower than his FIP, and it's probably, yeah, that's probably, what I'm saying. Probably like a like a three ten, if I'm really being honest. And depending on the landing part is uh, part uh, spot, as long as he doesn't end up in like Cincinnati, uh, I think yeah. CRA is yeah. safe to say that's where it's going to be. I love Blake Snell. I believe I have him as SP five for me as well. Yeah. I'm ready to rock. Like yo, like I I feel like you know what? Maybe this ADP is reflecting you know a bad landing spot or an undetermined risky pick because you don't know where he's going to land. And this yeah. may rise. We'll, just, we, there's a little tease. We'll speak more about that with a guy coming up later. Something something similar happens. Yeah, like, I mean, we could see him jump all around or two. And I, I still would be, like, okay with it. But, you know, right now, if you're, you know, doing a draft today, it's probably the best time to scoop up Lake Snell, especially in, like, early, like, NFBC drafts and such. Because this is an incredible value. It's probably going to be the cheapest you're going to get him. But if it stays where where it is right now... God, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to be talking about just pretty much just taking all bats, going around, maybe a round and a half early, and scooping up Blake Snell just because you just got four to five stellar bats a couple of rounds before. Um, But before we move on and we talk about all the rest of these wonderful arms going so cheap in in this round, we have a sponsor for you. And guys, once again, we are talking about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk uh, about, you know, preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, guys. This is getting real scary. I can't imagine if, you know, like someone in my family or one of my loved ones, you know, really needed something while we're having a supply chain issue like this. And, you know, these life-saving drugs were actually kept from them when we needed them the most. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics used to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. And guys, we we just want to take a second here to talk to you guys about subtext again. Right now, I think is the perfect time of year to join us on the subtext platform. Once again, if you aren't listening at the top, you're getting text message alerts right to your phone. So you're going to be on top of stuff this time of year when Matt and I are releasing all of our ranking updates. As I mentioned, we're going to put tears into our rankings updates. Um, just, just so much more at the, you know, if you guys want to take that time to check us out on that platform, trust me, it will be worth every cent. Um, Matt, anything else to add there as we're talking about subtext real quick? I mean, quite honestly, like you look at it and you go, okay, how am I going to get ready for my drafts? And honestly, if you're a fan of the show, you kind of want to hop in and just, you know, for a minimal cost, hop, get our rankings and kind of understand where our thought process is and take advantage of your competition, not having our rankings. So please sign up for the subtext, wing your leagues right there. But yeah, anyway, let, let's uh, let's move on. Um, you know, we ended it off with Blake Snell, which Dom made great points. I just chimed in, but I want to talk about Max yeah. Freed. Somebody was talking about him in the um, 
in the comment columns of one of our videos recently and kind of wanted to say hey, like we need to talk about him a little bit and you know what there's a whole lot of like discrepancy of where should i actually draft him you know he's going at what pick if i'm not mistaken here 60 uh 66 which is a decent price for freed but i don't know if i'm paying it right off the bat the dude just wasn't healthy last year really wasn't like a like somebody that can really count on all through and through but at the same time he put posted 21 and 22 of really solid years and even when he returned finally he did put up a good season and finished out the end of the season he had 77 innings pitch he had 80 k's he had a 255 era with a 113 whip along with that his fit was a 314 so he was pitching on par about a half and a half a run above where he was actually was pitching but ultimately i mean Frieda is going to have a lot of opportunities to not only you know perform well with the Braves and have an excellent defense behind him but on top of that have a lot of win opportunities which you can't really say about too many uh pitchers are going to have the opportunity to win games you know to have a team that's going to be able to you know drive up runs and put them in a position to be successful Freed is one of those pitchers so i don't know if he's one of my favorites in this like what i'm going to call a cluster of pitchers that are pretty stellar Freed is definitely up there and above some of them like Later in the episode, there's about three guys that I'd probably say I'd draft them over, but draft them over them. But at the same time, Freed is not my my favorite. I'd probably draft him below our next two guys, funny enough, and uh, and also below the Blake Snell as well. Like, literally, it'll probably go Blake Snell, the second guy we're going to talk about after Freed, then the guy after, after Freed, and then Max Freed. So but still a solid four in this round. So like, quite honestly, the dude can do a lot of damage for him be very valuable and an insane SP two, in my opinion, Matt, did you say what you have him ranked? I did not. Let me throw that out there. So right now I have max freed at 14. Okay. See, max freed has been like an interesting case for me this off season. I think I started off Mac max freed as high as like almost like 12 in my SP rankings. And then, I've just slowly been moving him down consistently since then. And it's not really due to like Max Free not being good. It's just kind of you look at the rest of the guys and what they do. And I I, I don't think Max Free has the upside anymore. He's gonna be 30 years old this year. I think when we say the name Max Free, he's been around so long, but in my head anyway, I'm still thinking he's younger than he really is. So I I think Max Freed is gonna have a great ERA. He's not gonna give you that K per nine. The whip uh, will definitely be, you know, serviceable, definitely be a, a good whip for Max Freed, and the wind should be solid on that Braves team. But, you know, he's not – there's not that – I don't think there's the K per nine upside. I, I don't think we're going to see something from Freed that we haven't seen yet. So I think this is a fair asking price. I think he's, a, once again, a rotation stabilizer. Like, once again, a great – pair with a with a with a Tyler Glass now or you know if you took a schoolbull you know round or two earlier uh pay he pairs well with a guy like that and that's just what Max Freed is and you know we're gonna talk about somebody very similar to him you know later and I have them ranked to back back to back of my rankings and that's you know Logan Webb but Matt I, I don't know if I'm gonna tee it up and you want to talk about your boy Logan Webb uh you know now but I think those two guys are very very similar. I have Freed 17 um, and Webb at 18, neither one of them really a K per nine guy. Both can have good ERAs, both can have good whips. And I think the difference why I have Freed one higher is just better team, going to have opportunity for more wins. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree, but I think, um, yeah, why not? Let's talk about it. Yeah, hop into web. web, hop into web. All right, we're gonna skip one, and honestly, like, yeah, is- I, I, good. Let's let, let me pass the other guy back to me because I have I have a I have a good um way to talk about it. Yeah, like Webb is definitely somebody I'm drafting over Freed in all in all okay. scenarios. Okay. Um, way I look at Webb is Webb one is pitching in San Francisco for half of his starts. Like ultimately, like that is one of the key factors for it. He's going to be a serious stabilizer also, too. I'm just a big fan. I think that there is another level to his game. I think he can get it up to a K for nine. Um, he didn't fall too far short of it. Maybe, what, um, 22, 22 strikeouts under of K per nine. So, And I'm talking like, you know, 216 innings to 194 strikeouts. So, like, it's really not that far off. And that's a lot of strikeouts, along with the fact he's able to, you know, sustain runs and have a 3-2-5 ERA and have a low whip of 107. Like, you know, Webb had a great season, and I think there is another le- level to it, even though, you know, he, he's still young. He's going to be 27 this year. They get better with age when it comes to pitching. Like, Webb is just ready to unleash. The only difference between Freed and Webb is the win opportunity, right? Like, you know, there isn't as strong as a team well, behind. I only have Freed one spot higher. Right. And there isn't as strong of a team behind Webb as there is Freed because, you know, you don't have players like Acuna and Albies and and everybody else on the team. Matt Olson behind Freed, like you do, uh, like behind Webb, like you do with Freed. And I understand that, but at the same time, like Freed, one, you have to build in his is just the fact that he's been injured. Two, you have to build in the fact that, like, okay, he's only been doing this for a couple years. Webb has just been like performing, so. I just, I look at and I go between the two, I'm going to pick Webb. I feel like this year may be the year you're just like, wow, okay, Webb might be a top 12 pitcher this year. Where do you have Webb, Matt? Currently, I have Webb 11. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're pretty much, you're, they're close enough. I have in three spots. Like, yeah, but that, that's why I think this whole cluster is kind of important to pick your favorite like you know Webb is a guy that matt loves and that's kind of why we are breaking all of these guys down because i think you should at least have one of them i think these specific eight names are you know is it eight or nine did we add a ninth one i don't even remember but whatever however many names it is these are great names to definitely target and um as you know matt matt you did a great job on Webb there i really don't have too much to add i just really do want to say that i think that when you are drafting Freed, Webb, and Valdez are all kind of very similar guys as we I feel like we know what we're going to get with them. They're all very quality pitchers. The ERA is going to be solid. Uh, none of them are really, you know, K per nine type of guys. You know, they might have the upside to get close, uh, but I don't think my, my personal plan, I don't think any of them are going to get that K per nine. And then when it comes to whip, they're all pretty solid at that too. But let's move on to somebody who, if we, if you have it, so, oh, actually, before we move on to um, somebody else that uh, is one of the most interesting names in baseball right now, we do have a quick ad for you guys. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to place a bet, like live same-game parlay, or find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay, or go to Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
All right. Continue where you were at, Dom. Yeah, so this next guy's an interesting case. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And Yamamoto is in this conversation because if you sort it by all the 200-plus drafts that have been done on NFBC since um, October 1st, Yamamoto falls right into this round, pick 66, right in the middle of the sixth round. But if you sort by since the day Yamamoto signed, which was, you know, the end of um, December through today, it's been about 26 drafts and Yamamoto's actually going at um, pick 49, which puts him at the top of round five, um, almost the bottom of round four. So Yamamoto's almost moved up a full round since he signed with the Dodgers. And that's why, you know, saying with uh, Blake Snell, when Matt was talking about Snell, Maybe when Snell signs, maybe we see a similar type of leap for Snell. But honestly, Yamamoto is my favorite name out of all of these guys. I've gone as far as moving Yamamoto up to SP11. Honestly, I'm going to say he's SP11 in um, my rankings at the moment. I know it's a lot to ask from a guy who we haven't really seen in the, the MLB yet, but Look at what Sanga did last year. Look at a guy like, you know, Masahiro Tanaka. We've seen guys with this elite, you know, caliber arsenal. The guy's got a great fastball, a good curveball. He throws a splitter. He's I think he's got like five a five pitch mix. And I really think he's gonna come over and absolutely dominate. And we're gonna be drafting this guy, honestly. Top five starting pitcher next year. He's going to strikeout machine. The Dodgers are going to do the right thing with him. He doesn't have to go there and, you know, like just be that guy. There's so many famous, you know, players on the Dodgers that it's not going to be just all eyes on him. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. I, I love Yamamoto. So I like Yamamoto. You said you had him, what, ranked 11, you said? Yeah, I moved him up to 11 recently. That is very rich for my blood. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. So, like, I look at I look at Yamamoto and I go, man, like you know, you, the kid has a lot of good stuff. And I'm not, it's not like I'm burying the kid, but I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, like he's my SP1. Okay. I look at him and I go, okay, he's more like he's pitcher 16 for me. I moved him up. And I have him right below Pablo Lopez, right under Max Freed, but I think I'm bringing Max Freed down below below the two. So Real quick, Matt, since, once again, I sorted since um, he was signed with the Dodgers, he's coming off the board as the SP-10. That's absurd. In drafts. It, it, is, it is crazy, but in today's day and age, you know, there's a saying I heard. I, I, I can't even give credit because I don't remember who said this, but, like, maybe, like, three, four years ago, there's no such thing as a sleeper anymore. It doesn't exist, man. It, there's no – you oh, not going to sleep on – can't sleep on anybody. kind of got to – pay up for guys like this where we think the upside is see but the thing is i don't qualify him as a sleeper i just look at him as a guy that just hasn't done it in the bigs like in in the mlb like okay anybody could be fantastic in japan not anybody like it's still a competitive ball league don't get me wrong what's his name eric fetty who went over there and dominated he was a trash here went over there there's actually we will talk about him at some point but yeah, like you look at it like okay, like there's certain dudes that like okay, you can go over there and mash, but like I just look at it like this, like there's still a different tier of talent. Even even like Sanga, even though he finished the year really nice, like he did have his struggles where the league did adjust, but Sanga was able to then course correct and then adjust back to the league. Yeah, whereas yeah. like I need to see Yamamoto do that before I could crown him as my SP one. Like granted, this is my prediction for Yamamoto. He's going to have a fantastic April and mid-May. 
and then get lit the hell up. See, you know, and it's funny like that you say weeks. that. I thought the same thing about Sanga last year, and so maybe that's why I'm going the other way with Yamamoto this year because I was a little bit wrong about Sanga last year, and I thought exactly what you're saying about Yamamoto is what I thought about Sanga last year. So I, maybe that's why I'm just like, all right, I'm in, I'm in now, I'm in. But Sanga again still had had it. He, he still had a great season. Yeah, yeah, monster year, monster, monster, year. monster year. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Like, didn't he struggle a little bit as well? Like, he had June where he got a 371 ERA. April, he actually had the bad ERA where a 415. Yeah. Like, he started off the year slow, then figured it out. You know, there is a, the reason why the MLB is the best baseball league in the world is because of the talent that is just in flux, in flux, in flux into that league. So, Yamamoto still has to prove himself. So, to draft him as your SP1, I think is absurd. Now, if you could repeat what Kodai Senga did and then go, okay, boom, I got him for the whole, you know, three quarters of the season left. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I picked right. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. It, it, it's just like what I was saying is like, it, this is a guy I feel like, he, like, like not even 10 years ago, but like, as I mean, like six, seven years ago, that there's no way he would not have went this high in like, you know, the sense of where fantasy baseball has come as like just, itself you know where people are just on top of it you know everyone that's playing fantasy baseball is you know listening to a podcast or well you know putting a little bit of effort in and and now well, this is also, a guy like this like you know when you hear the upside it just pushes and pushes him up well this is also the age of statistics like i mean there's yeah. so many advanced statistics out there we where he's I got throw. great numbers he's been a, a strikeout machine uh on under one whip almost every year of his career uh sure under three ra type of guy yeah, but like you also got to factor in too. Like, okay, like I see all these statistics, and hence why he deserves to be in this round. I just don't think he's an SP one. I don't yeah. think you should feel confident walking out of the draft as hit as your SP one. Like, I think it's I think it's not safe, and yeah. where I think the hype is going to go too far. Like, yeah. you know, like Yamamoto is really good, but I don't think it's this factor. I think if anything. He's well, going to be a fantastic buy low. Hold on, let me finish, wait, wait, and then wait, you wait, can wait, talk. Wait, I understand no, no, your eye. Oh, no, I'm just saying we're 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 running a little bit uh, long here. That's all I was. I, well, I mean, it's because you keep talking over me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like every time I now, was a good topic, man. We could do a whole episode on him. Probably could, but let, let me just get this out. Of course, of course, of course. Yamamoto isn't somebody you want to build your whole rotation around. Yamamoto is a great supporting cast this year. You want him to. You need him to prove it. The whole point of picking up your SP1 is to solidify your rotation. So, like, for him to go as the pitcher 10, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And, again, the hype is going to go too far. But if you're able to scoop him up in this round and then solidify all these bats before it, and then he's your first pitcher, then I'm totally okay with it. But if you're picking him earlier where the pitcher 10 is going, which is, like, the fourth round, don't you dare touch it and just call it a day. Move on. Muon.com. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll kind of um we'll we'll leave it there. And we'll but there's gonna be a lot more Yamamoto talk this off season. So um let's move, let's try and speed run these last four guys here that are in this big cluster. Um the next one is Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert is somebody that I'm gonna let Matt deep dive on, but um well maybe not deep deep dive, but we'll let Matt um give you more than what I have to say. I like Logan Gilbert. I really thought he was gonna take um you know a big step forward next year. 
and he kind of took a step backwards in some ways, took a step forward in other ways. Very interesting season for the young Logan Gilbert. Pitched 190 innings, 373 ERA, 189 strikeouts, and a 107 whip. The whip looked a lot better. The control looked a lot better, but um, gave up a little bit more, you know, home runs. Uh, and Seattle's a good park to pitch in, too, so I could see this going back the other way for Logan Gilbert. I have Logan Gilbert currently as my SP33. So, you know, targeting him as my SP3, if I can get him there, I really like it. I do think there is another level to the long, young Logan Gilbert, uh, going to be 27 this year. I do like him. Maybe not the guy I'm targeting in this group, but I do like him. No, and, and you know what? I completely hear that. Actually, I got him as my pitcher 25, so that would be my pitcher three as well, just a high-end pitcher three. Um, Logan Gilbert is somebody that if you looked at his stats based off of what Dom read, he literally had five more innings and had a whole and a half a run higher. Gave up 10 more home runs this year. Yeah, and, that was the problem. And honestly, like, yes, I could see a regression, a positive regression in that category of home runs, and he's probably a whole run better possibly in that aspect. So you know, it, it's just a matter of which way the uh, pendulum swings this season. Logan Gilbert, by no means, is somebody to snuff at or pass on. But again, he's in the lower of the bunch of these. Like a guy that's not even in this round that we're sneaking into this episode. Well, would tr we're trying to sneak into this episode would be a Kodai Senga, who I would pitch pick over Logan Gilbert because of the fact that of what Kodai Senga did last year. Logan Gilbert kind of took a step back. Now this year, I think there'll be a nice bounce back. But at the same time, they're just two different levels of talent. So Logan Gilbert next year, I think this year is going to be somewhat of a value. Six round, my SP three, possibly, depending on how my draft, my construction is on my team. I'm happy with it, but I'm also not happy at the six round. I prefer to get him in the seventh. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just, well, let's move on to this next guy. Let's talk about uh, Grayson Rodriguez real quick. Uh, I love Grayson. Uh, really had a, a tough start to the season last year, but his last 12 starts is where he really shined. 2-2-6 ERA, his last 12 starts, 71 innings, 69 strikeouts. Patterson, 217 against him. Uh, after that, it's Kodai Sanga, who just had a monster first year in the States, and I think, you know, he's going to have another. I have Sanga as my... SP 13. So, you know, right on the cusp of being an SP one really started to figure out that control in the second half. And then just Yuri Perez was the last guy here going right outside of round six, but pretty much right in there. Just another young guy, you know, has a good breaking ball, you know, strong fastball, big giant man. I love Yuri Perez as well. You need to walk away with at least one of these guys. And we're telling you that was the point of this episode, but guys, um, that's all for today. Please be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate, and review until next time, guys. See you.